Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. WrestleTalk. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper P. Quinnell and today I'm joined by Tempest the Wrestler. <coughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm Tempest. My throat attacked me. <laughs> See, I couldn't tell if that was a bit or not. I couldn't tell whether that was intentional because oh you, you held it for a little bit and it looked like just as you opened your mouth, you, your hand was already going up for the cough. So I was like, wait, is that just a bit where he's like, like, can't please. say his name properly? <laughs> not now i've been so good for like five minutes before this and then as soon as we hit the record button i feel the little tickle in my throat oh Oh, man that's not gone well uh how you doing today bud oh i'm not doing too bad uh i talked about on the last podcast that i uh, Mm. uh, dyed my hair uh so that's still Mm -hmm. very new i'm still uh, getting a shock whenever i walk in front of a mirror because this is the Uh first time i've ever dyed my hair finished a lovely playthrough of pokemon uh last night that was very enjoyable well, uh, d- uh, okay okay well we're gonna need to save that for the outro because i have <laughs> questions um uh continue but yes we'll talk about that in more detail and uh depending on how today goes uh might be getting the vaccine fingers That's crossed wild. fingers crossed it's ontario it's not a sure thing whatsoever mm-hmm. but we will see how it goes again it all depends on uh on just the the luck of the universe shining upon me on this day. Yeah, well, I've got everything crossed for you. Um, but for now, uh, let's get into talking about NXT. Let's get into the main portion of the show. And the first thing we're going to be talking about is this whole diamond mine that might be a new NXT faction debuting. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about this potential new faction in NXT. This was just kind of a little throwaway, almost like video package um, segment thing that very much looked like an advert to start with. Goodness me, I thought it was an ad. 
<laughs> it, I really did because they yeah. run they run MMA on the same channel here mm. as NXT. I was like, are they just doing a commercial for Bellator or Strike Force or something? Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it, it was. It's literally just like here's some MMA, and it was like get inspired, f- fitness. Yeah, was basically just the whole vibe of the thing. Uh, but then at the very end, it just kind of built up to this big logo reveal, and it panned back, and it, it the logo was for a thing called Diamond Mine. Um, so yeah, as, as you've uh, seen on the thumbnail, most likely that's the the, the logo that's there, uh, and it looked like it's some sort of MMA inspired faction of some sort, uh, which I I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. I, I'm sure it could be good. I don't know who's going to be in it. I know a lot of people have been speculating. I've seen tons of speculation online with loads of different names. People saying Jessamine Duke, which I don't think is going to happen. She's recently said that she's busy doing video content for like Up, Up, Down, Down and working in more like mm-hmm. digital medias, uh, mediums with uh, with WWE. So probably not her. Uh, I've seen some people saying it's Tessa Blanchard, which I can't see in any way, shape or form. I don't think she's got anything to do with MMA, at least not in her, her character, at least. Um Unless she's having a massive repackage of everything and being brought in in that sense, which I, I don't think is right. Um, there was one, which I forgot to get the picture. I'm going to go get the picture real quick. Uh, fill for time, because Ryan Satin put out a very interesting tweet um, that I think is probably the most likely option. But yes, Tempest, talk about what you think while I go get this picture. <laughs> well, I also have no idea what this could be. I also thought it was an advert. And I'm wary about a lot of these these MMA inspired gimmicks most of the time, because like, it's so difficult to do MMA in wrestling properly and even harder when it's WWE. Cause they don't really seem to know how to do it, you know? Cause like you'll get MMA people coming in like Matt Riddle and Matt Riddle never, like he does Matt grappling and stuff like that, but he doesn't portray himself. Like he's an MMA fighter. He still doesn't wrestle without shoes and stuff, but there's like there's a definite line that he crosses into pro wrestler from just being like an MMA fighter, whereas Brock Lesnar is closer to the MMA side a lot of the time, at least in his presentation. So I'll I'll kind of reserve judgment for how I feel about the new stable. Maybe it's just one person. Maybe Diamond Mine is just a really weird name for one person. You never know. I wouldn't put it past them. Maybe Vince just found out that Diamond spawn near lava and really wanted to share it yeah maybe maybe it's just one big minecraft reference who knows yeah you never know i i remember like 10 years ago when people were really sold on the idea that vince watched the avengers for the first time it was like we gotta call these guys the shield pal (laughs) because i totally believe that that happened wait but the shield debuted at the same year the avengers movie came out that can't happen they would have debuted seven years later if that was the case (laughs) actually um but yeah there there was a really interesting tweet from from ryan satin um that pointed out uh there's a bunch of people uh this lot over here uh that have been in the performance center for a while and uh i do have their names uh going from from left to right we have odyssey jones we have cal bloom desmond troy ezra judge and daniel Vidot. uh and those guys have essentially been been going in the performance center for a while apparently they were going by like the trust uh before for a while which was going to be their name for a bit but it looks like they might have changed that to diamond mine as this faction um 
yeah and obviously you saw on that on um that would be on ezra judge's um instagram story so you know pressure didn't break us pressure's what made us which is you know how diamonds are made the, mm-hmm. the pressure uh so it all kind of uh links into it as well so it, it's very possible i don't really know anything about these guys other than the fact that they have been in the performance center but i don't know too much about their work previously or elsewhere outside of it um I, I i honestly as much as the video package did look like an advert i'd be excited for them to properly try an mma mma style faction because they've done like you said before they, they've had little influences of mma in characters people like riddle like Shayna baszler you know stuff like right. that very, very kind of like mma influenced but a full like no we are here to fight and that is it we don't care about this pro wrestling shenanigans we're here to just have a fight all the time could be quite interesting and i think uh that this could be hmm. i think it could be quite interesting but i i the only thing that's kind of uh giving me pause right now is that they've just broken up undisputed era and i feel like they've just gone hmm we need a heel faction so then they've got in a bunch of guys to try and like fill that void which i'm really hoping they haven't done because i feel like if these guys are going to be kind of like in in the same way that the shield on the main roster were like three unknowns that came to the main roster that is three Mm -hmm. unknowns who came in and just all became stars at the same time i feel like they'd want to do a similar thing with these guys who would be unknowns to nxt and just steamroll and become like the top guys out of nowhere um I don't know if they'd be able to do that when they kind of done, already kind of did that with Undisputed Era to a degree. Obviously, Adam Cole and Kyler Riley and and Bobby Fish were a bit more um, well known than a lot of these guys. No offense to them, but you know they they've made their names in in other companies and stuff. Uh, so yeah, so I, I I don't know where this is going to go or how I'm going to feel when they get there. I'm just hoping that they they the logo looks very nice. So yeah. it seems that they've put a lot of effort into that. So. Maybe it'll be good. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm unsure. Like, like I said, I'll reserve judgment. Like, you can do a group of shooters in pro wrestling, but it's like it's so tricky because if you're telling people like, oh, these guys are real fighters and everything like that, then immediately people think that they shouldn't be losing, and then it mm-hmm. all becomes difficult because you can't have like a full faction of guys and have nobody take falls at any point unless you're mm-hmm. doing something like you know, where the shield didn't lose for like, you know, six months or however long it was like, you can do that for an extended period of time. But after that, like you still need people to lose. And it just becomes a little bit more complicated when they're supposed to be like legit fighters and stuff like that. So I'll reserve judgment and wait to see how everything goes. But I am kind of excited to see like a faction of just purely new people Mm. where, like they'll come in and there won't be expectations placed on them by fans of other promotions because people who saw undisputed era in ring of honor will have like high expectations. And I mean, obviously they were met, but it'll be nice to see a group that has like a clean slate going in. So I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it could be very fun. Um, And even, even just like from the look of the, the, you know, that one picture that I put up before, they look like a cool looking, Mm-hmm. unit like that that you know that they're all seem like pretty big guys as well which is you know a, a nice change of pace for nxt not just at nxt because it's great but just in general like a lot of people seem to be on the on the you know on the smaller side a little bit 
Um, but yeah, I don't know if I've frozen or if Tempest has, but if it's if it's not me, I'm just going to keep talking. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Um, we should probably get into uh, uh, your ultra chats if we can. I don't know if I'm here or if Tempest here, but I'm just going to keep talking as if I'm here. Um, we've got one from uh, Jonathan Hedman, who comes in to say uh, DDP to NXT confirmed. Amazing. Uh, that would be awful. This is so weird. There's two Tempests in the back end. This is strange. What's happening? There's, a, there's another one of you in the back end, buddy. I don't two know tempests. what's happening. Can there's, what? There's still uh, another tempest right there. I'm I'm gonna get a screenshot before it goes. What is going on? It blipped out just now. I didn't touch anything. That's incredible. I'm gonna. Save I never. I've never had internet problems during streams <laughs> until like a week ago, <laughs> two weeks ago. What's going on? on? Hold on, where is it? 
I've been Where doing Quizzlemania for a year and I've never had this issue. Where's it going? There it is. Uh, oh, it's Lord. loading. It's loading. Here we go. There it is. There's two of them. There's two of them in the back end. That, that's Tempest. That's my evil twin. He also likes Pearl Jam. Tempest 2 screens over here. Yeah. Uh, goodness me, that was hilarious. Uh, all right. <laughs> um, yes, Jonathan Edmund comes in with an ultra chat to say, DDP to NXT confirmed. Bang. <laughs> Bang. Diamond. Okay, Diamond Mine would be a cool little name for like a DDP-led faction. I could, I could buy that. I think that would be quite cool. I don't see it, personally. Well, I, I, I think he's like fairly connected with AEW to this point. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't I don't know if he has like an official role backstage, but he's definitely linked with everyone. So, I mean, I, I don't I don't think it's that. But mm. yeah. yeah, it would yeah. be interesting if it did happen. I wouldn't be against it necessarily. I just don't see it happening. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got uh, an NXT miscellaneous one here from Bacon Rasher. It says, hi, lads. Decent NXT overall for me, but I hope you're not... Uh, Hope they're not splitting up Imperium. Grizzly John Vets, amazing as always. Plus uh, Timothy Thatcher and Champa. Yes, please. Not sure on Diamond Mine. I just thought it was an advert. Finally, remember Tempest. Bold it Club are coming for you. Everyone wants you to be bold. I I guess so. I have long purple hair right now. You most certainly it do. do. It doesn't it doesn't come across purple so much in this light, and especially right at the ends. But uh, yeah, Bold it Club can wait. I'm not I'm not there yet. Give it time. <laughs> Give it time. I'll, I'll yep. join the club eventually, but not now. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll definitely get to um, to those bits and pieces uh, when we talk about the rest of the show. Uh, but yes, I, we definitely thought Diamond Mine was an ad because it it, yeah. it looked like it looked like an ad for an energy drink or some sort of supplement thing. The show started off with Dakota Kai versus Mercedes Martinez. No promos, no recap packages, no nothing. They just came out and they wrestled. And I really liked it. Spectacular. So, okay, I will say, in this one moment, I was like, oh, this is so different to the main roster. This is so nice. Because they didn't play any recap packages. They didn't, you know, they didn't overtly say like, here's the story that you need to know. Here's the promo that Mercedes Martinez put. Here's the Kota Kai's response that they had. And this is how this, this match came together. They just said, no, these two have, have uh, here's what like the commentary team explained it for you and just said, hey, here's what was said last week as they're making their entrances. This is how this match has been set up. Great. Do that more. So simple. So easy. Like I, yeah. I, I opened the, the written review with this because I was just like, it took me aback for a second where I was like, oh my God, this is a WWE show starting with wrestling. Like I, I was just like, it was so foreign to me. Like I was just like, what in the world? Like, and I love it. It's perfect. We need more of this. If we got this on like Raw and SmackDown every week, I would enjoy those shows like 10 times more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, the opening match that we had on SmackDown last week that the the tag match um with um cesaro and brian versus uh rollins and uso if they just opened the show with that oh imagine mm-hmm. that'd be great um oh. yeah uh and i thought this was a fun little match quite enjoyed this one um mm-hmm. some really nice offense from both of them i really liked there was the, the one move that mercedes martinez did which kind of had him in like a razor's edge a razor's edge position god my words and then kind of transitioned into just like a slam like a um 
oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of like a dominator almost. Yeah. Um, like the, the old the old school dominator, not the crap one that Lashley does. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I thought I, I was really quite enjoying the match. And then I and then I got reminded that this is in fact a WWE product uh, because uh, Raquel Gonzalez got in the ring, caused a DQ, and I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. why'd you do that?" I ju- I just I just don't like DQ finishes. Um, it's it's a massive shame because I, I was really enjoying the match, and there wasn't any need for it. Like you can quite clearly have Mercedes Martinez win. Like she's clearly going to be like the next contender for Raquel. You can just have her win. And it seems odd to me as well, because it feels like to me, everyone wants to get behind Raquel Gonzalez. Like after her title win, everyone's gone, oh man, we really appreciate all the work you've put in to get here. We really like you as our champion. And they even had like a fairly baby face promo from her. She had the nice moment with Bianca and Rhea where they came to NXT mm-hmm. and were celebrated with the titles. And it's like, Raquel is our new baby face and everyone loves her. And Mercedes Martinez feels like someone that people want to boo. So mm-hmm. it feels like you have a very natural dynamic here of the plucky new champion being like, I finally made it to the top, and the person that's gone, huh, you don't deserve to be here. Let me knock you off your perch, son. Um, that feels like a very natural dynamic, and they've just gone, let's flip it. Let's just do the opposite to that. Because Raquel was the out-and-out heel in this one, like causing distractions, came in and did the DQ finish, and then beat up Mercedes Martinez afterwards, you know, like laundered her into the, the barricade in the side and stuff like that. It, it just seemed very odd to me that they would go full heel on Raquel Gonzalez when people quite organically want to cheer her. Yeah. This, the match itself I thought was like fine. Like it was a really like solid opening match, but everything about it afterwards just kind of felt a little bit off. Like you can't beat Dakota Kai, you mm. know? Like to set up the number one contender for this match, like Mercedes Martinez hasn't gotten a lot of wins lately like i think she beat someone a week or two weeks ago but aside from that like she hasn't she hasn't won any matches and this would be like a really easy way to build up her getting the next title shot is to beat raquel gonzalez's friend who i mean they haven't done anything with dakota kai recently so there's no reason that you need to protect her but like, you could do everything else the same way about it. Like, have her throw her into the barricade, lawn darter, the whole deal. You can do that and just have that happen after the match. Like, at least give us the finish of the match first and then have that happen. But no, they, they didn't do that. And I agree that the whole babyface heel dynamic here just feels very odd, especially after the celebration that Raquel had with Bianca and Rhea. Like, that to me is the biggest thing where that really felt like it maybe should have happened after the show and get put on like ww.com because like it was a really cool moment and i really liked it while i watched it but it really does kind of clash with her character in this feud and i I don't know not the biggest fan of it in hindsight to me i think it was a really effective babyface turn but they just haven't they just haven't followed through with the babyface turn they've just turned a heel again which is just 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 didn't sit right with me, that's all. Um, I think she's mm-hmm. a very good heel. It just clashes with what they've been yeah. telling us. Need um, consistency. Exactly, yes. Um, so yeah, first match, opener ended in a DQ. Unfortunate. Um, but then we go backstage to Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon. And uh, they say they've got to deal with the Robert Stone brand tonight. And I said, all right, sure <laughs> that will be a big challenge. Uh, sure. Then they get flowers. 
And they were like, oh, you shouldn't have. Then Frankie Monet comes in and says, hey, how you doing? And then she takes the, the card to see who the flowers are from. And she says, oh, they're from Dexter Loomis. And both of them said, I don't want the flowers. No, you take them. You know, you take them. You take them. You take them. Which, to be fair, quite good comedic timing on their part. Thought that was quite funny. Their little handoff of the flowers back and forth to each other was quite good. So we all know Dexter Loomis didn't send the flowers. Like, that's overtly obvious, right? Well, all the goddamn commentators sure fooled. Mm, I hate yeah. the commentary on this show. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, yeah. as soon as I saw that, I was like, I really like that segment. Like, I really mm-hmm. liked it. It was, like, clever storytelling. Because, mm-hmm. like, it's very obvious what the story is here, right? Like, if you if you, you have to think for, like, half a second... But it's pretty obvious that these flowers came from Johnny and Candace, and it's meant to make Indy upset and get her to stop thinking about Dexter Loomis. But for the rest of the show, like Beth Phoenix, who's supposed to be a babyface, is like, I can't believe Dexter would do something like this. Poor Indy Hartwell. I'm just like, are you? These people are supposed to be smart. They're supposed to, like, I don't need you to explain the joke, not be like, this is what's happening, guys, but you can at least be like, Something about this doesn't add up. Yeah, mm. that's literally all you need to say. Is just like, hmm, that feels a bit off. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the crowd can, fi- the audience can fill in the rest. That's all you need. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's fine. We'll, we'll get back to that later because that story continues. Um, speaking of continuing stories that went throughout the night, Cameron Grimes. God, Cameron Grimes. This made me laugh so much. Just okay. Just the the first part. Cameron Grimes, if it's a pre-recorded uh, like video skit, he walks into this very nice watch shop, right? Uh, and immediately I was already laughing because he wasn't wearing a shirt. And I just like the idea of Cameron Grimes <laughs> yeah. just going around in a jacket and a hat with no shirt to actual shops in the real world. I just love that idea and I want him to do that more. Um, and also... There's a really dumb line that ended this skit, which should not have made me laugh, and it really, really did. Of yep. him saying, uh, of him just being like, "Oh yeah, I want to, I want to buy a watch. Uh, d- d- l- let me, let me see what you got." And the guy's like, "Okay, um, no worries. Uh, let me, let me get out a few of them. It might take a little bit." And he goes, "Don't worry, I got nothing but time." Come on, what are you waiting for? I ain't got all day. <laughs> <laughs> what a great such a, heel! Such a stupid line, but made me laugh it. so much. Um, I'd love Cameron Grimes. He's the best, uh, and. We'll come back to that later. Um, to be continued came up on the screen. Um, we then got uh, an in-ring promo from the Grizzled Young Veterans, uh, which is great. Odd to see James Drake talking. Mm-hmm. Wild. Gibson's the one that does the talking. Um, but yeah, he, he said a few things, and then Gibson said a few things, just basically saying, we're going to be the tag champs, we're the best. <clears throat> and um, and said, you know, MSK is going to be in the main event because they're too scared to face the face us because they don't want to lose the titles um tomaso champa and timothy thatcher interrupted uh the promo uh and champa references the shoes off chant uh shoes off if you hate gibson which is great i love uk crowds so much i love the shoes off chant um wasn't quite good when champa said it but you know it's fine uh but then he takes his, his shoe off to be like hey shoes off if you hate gibson and then he hits him with his shoe and then they just start uh brawling a little bit which I thought was a nice little setup for a little Champer and Thatcher versus Grizzled Young Vets feud. Fleshes out the tag division a little bit more and uh, prevents kind of that uh, Grizzled Young Vets MSK meeting for whenever that happens down the mm. line. So I thought this was good. 
good stuff. Yeah, I wasn't like I was totally sold on the Grizzle Junk Veterans uh, promo just because I mean like all their promos are great. Mm-hmm. I wasn't super sold on the Thatcher and Choppa promo. Like it felt like Choppa kind of came out and wasn't getting like a ton of reaction for a lot of what he was saying. But again, like it wasn't a huge deal or anything. I'll be honest, I haven't seen Takeover Cardiff like mm-hmm. the whole show. So I didn't really know what was going on here. And I get oh, that man. that's on me, but this felt like a moment where you really needed a commentator to be like, haha, I remember that from NXT TakeOver Cardiff where this and this mm-hmm. happened. Like, this is a spot where Excalibur would have just like exploded <laughs> his knowledge into the into the screen. You know, yeah. and I kind of I needed that and didn't get it, but I'm not gonna hold it against the show like too much or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm really looking forward to the match. Like, I think the match is going to be fantastic. Mm. I don't necessarily think this is going to be, like, a rivalry, one that goes on forever and ever. I think this could just be, like, one match, Grizzled Young Veterans win, they get a title shot. But, again, who knows? Maybe this is a takeover match. I have no idea. Yeah, maybe. Um, Yeah. Uh, Also, Champa called him Toothless Timmy, which... A lot. It's probably going to be a t-shirt before long. Um. Also, the shoes off chant is just a thing that UK crowds did to Zach Gibson just all the time when he was on the indie stuff. That was just a thing. Shoes off if you hate Gibson was a thing. And of course, they were in Cardiff, so the UK crowd did it. It was the best. Can't wait Um, to England and watch a wrestling show and just be like, look at all these silly chants. I know, they're the best. Um, We then got uh, Drake Maverick and Killian Dane backstage. I quite liked this promo for a very Mm -hmm. specific reason. Um, because they had the whole weird interaction with Dane and Alexander Wolf last week in the Imperium match, and Maverick was saying, what the hell, man? We've got a tag team match against Imperium later. I've seen loads of wrestling. I know how this goes. You're going to join Imperium, and you're going to turn on me. Like, on the entrance, bam, you, you attack me, you join Imperium. Or, we're in a tag match, I go for a tag, and you won't be there. Whoa. I know what's going to happen, and I don't like it. And Dane then says, you got to have faith. And that's it. And I like the fact that Drake Maverick isn't dumb. Mm-hmm. It's great when baby faces yeah. are smart. It's nice. Yeah. So there you go. I, I liked this segment, but I'll talk about why I did and didn't like it a little bit more when we get to the match. Fair enough. Um, we then had Tian Shah had a little little promo with Zaya Lee saying some stuff, apparently from the Bohemian Rhapsody music video. It was just the heads in complete darkness. Galileo, Galileo. Exactly. Well, you do the Fandango. Um, not him, though. Uh, <laughs> yep. Uh, we then got... I, I love this as well. We got a, a Swerve promo. Isaiah Swerve's got, and once again, we've mentioned before how just making every promo look different is the best, and you felt it the mm-hmm. most with this Swerve promo. It was amazing. And they announced that next week is going to be a Falls Count Anywhere match with Leon Ruff, uh, because uh, that's what he wants to do, because the ring can't contain them anymore. Yeah. Hey man, I'm really over this feud, but I'm really looking forward to it because Swerve's a great promo. Like, yeah, I really liked it. <clears throat> it'll it'll be a really good match. Like, and that honestly, at this point, when it comes to most WWE programming, like if we get a really good match out of it, I'll I'll let it go that it went one match too long, mm-hmm. and that's 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 probably it's probably what's going to happen here. If Leon Ruff wins, then we got a bit of a problem, but I'll save that judgment for when it happens. Yeah, please have Swerve win. I'm going to be so mad if Ruff wins this. Um, we then got a very interesting match of Tony Storm versus Zayda Ramir. Oh, so, boy. So Tony comes out. Zayda Ramir, by the way, for those who aren't up to date with NXT, is just an enhancement talent. It's just someone who comes out and gets beaten. 
Tony Storm comes out, cuts a pre-match promo, uh, just saying, I'm going to embarrass Zoe Stark, and she owes me the, the, an apology, I think she said, or she owes me a favor, or something like that, anyway. And she says, she's, uh, the next chapter of Tony Storm is she's going to embarrass uh, Zoe Stark. And uh, she, she starts off the match hot. She beats up Zayda Ramir for 97% of this match. Uh, and just as it looks like she she was going to go for Storm Zero, but then decided to get arrogant, and when I'm on the top rope to hit a top rope Storm Zero to make a point, Zoe Stark comes out and distracts her. Mm, okay. Fine, you can you can salvage this, it's okay. So then Tony Storm goes, uh, she she like chases her away, and then she goes back up to the top rope. Zayda Ramirez starts fighting back. Mm, okay. Tony Storm gets knocked off the top rope. Mm, all right. Zayda Ramir hits a really good-looking shooting star press. It was really nice. She got some distance on that shooting yeah. star press. It was great. Really cool. And then she pins her and wins. Mm. All right. Uh, so, first things first, in the two matches we've had so far tonight, one's ended in a DQ, one's a distraction finish. Is this the main roster? Secondly, like, yeah. Tony Storm hasn't won a match since December. So, <clears throat> I, I I get what they were trying to do here. I I get like Tony Storm's got too cocky, and Zoe Stark made made her pay with distractions and stuff. But Tony Storm should have just won. Like yeah. distract. I hate distraction finishes. This doesn't work, especially when Zoe Stark's a baby face. Just. Mm-hmm. And the fact it was like a clean pin as well, it was like, and sure, Tony Storm was, you know, she kind of sort of got up after the shooting star press pretty quickly after the three count, but it was just a, a finisher at a three count. It wasn't even like, it wasn't even a roll up. And as much as I hate roll up victories, at least that would protect Tony Storm a little bit. This didn't, and I don't like it. Yeah. So, all right. A few, a few quick things. First, in the promo uh, beforehand, Tony said like, uh uh whatever her name is zoe stark needs to like thank her for making her famous and i mm-hmm. think it's just because i've seen this promo now three times in like two weeks I'm really tired of this idea that like the heel says ah, you need to thank me for beating me i get there are heels but i've just seen it too much lately uh two i thought that the uh uh the shooting star press was like really cool in like an ugly sort of way mm. You know, like a lot of the shooting star presses we see nowadays are like Matt Seidel or Lindsay Dorado, where they're like super clean and crisp. Mm -hmm. This was like kind of like a a dirty, ugly shooting star press where it looked a little bit dangerous. It was like an old Billy Kidman. This was a Billy Kidman. Yeah, Yeah, it was was a Billy Kidman Kidman shooting star star press. And you know what? (laughs) Every once in a while, I want a shooting star press like from Billy Kidman. Yeah. I really like this finish this match did nothing for anyone like literally nothing for anyone it to me it made zoe stark's win mean less because anyone can beat tony storm i guess we know like zeta ramir isn't gonna get like a push out of this so like there's no point in giving her a win it makes tony storm look that much worse because she hasn't won a match since december like not one match hasn't won by DQ hasn't won in a tag has won literally no matches. You can't keep doing this over and over again and expect these wins to mean something, you know, like you do it once with Zoe Stark. That was, that was one thing that was like, cool. I thought that worked for what they were doing. 
doing it so soon again after that to me like kills the whole angle basically because what happens if zoe stark goes and beats tony storm again like who cares anyone can beat tony storm it looks like like i don't know it blows my mind i love tony storm she's so good she's so good and they're doing like less than nothing with her they're making her worse yeah oh god yeah it's a bit of a shame i i'm my only my only hope for this and it is a very small hope at this point is that they're (laughs) get out of here luke get out of here wins and losses don't mean anything goodness me this is nxt luke they're supposed to mean something this is the one strand of wwe that's supposed to be really good um But my, I completely lost track of what I was saying. My one hope coming out of this is that they're continually beating Tony Storm to have her turn face and be like, "I need to, I need to stop. I need to rebuild myself and like actually sort myself out and actually remember who the Tony Storm of old is." It's a tired trope, but it would be something. It would make the whole losses make sense at least and actually play into a story, which is you know, it's something. We'll um, see. Yeah, we'll figure that out. Uh, there's a really cool backstage promo from Legado del Fantasma. Uh, and again, it's just shot differently. It, what a difference it makes. Because mm-hmm. all it was was a camera was really low and they had a purple light behind them. That's all you need to do to make it feel different instead of being like, my guess at this time and pass off exactly. to another person. It's all you need to do to make the promos feel different. And this was great. Really cool him just saying, like, you can't get one uh, can't get one over on Santos Escobar, uh, Joaquin Wilde, and uh, Raul Mendoza saying, like, we're going to get the tag straps. Uh, him saying he's going to reclaim the Cruiserweight Championship. Great. Perfect. Loved it. Set up the main event perfectly. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, really cool stuff. We had a backstage promo with LA Knight, who said that Indy Hartwell likes him now. In a really weird way. Yeah. Yeah, you sure know? did. Like, uh, is this still a PG show? Because he said something that wasn't really PG. You know? Not really. But... Bit weird. Yeah, it was, it was a strange like, promo. He says things in a very good way. Like, he's a very yeah. good promo. He can deliver lines very well. It's just that the lines were a bit weird this week. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, um, we then got Bronson Reed versus Austin Theory. Bronson Reed! Love that guy. Um... However, they had the exact same backstage stare down between Bronson Reed and Johnny Gargano as they did with Kyle O'Reilly and Karrion yeah. Cross last week. To the exact point where Candice Ray was next to Johnny Gargano in the exact same position that Scarlett was next to Karrion Cross last week. And it's like, do you not see the copy-paste just with different people in it yeah. this time? It was a bit weird. I was like, just two weeks in a row? Like, if they'd have separated these out by a couple weeks or something, then... You know that's all right, but it's exact. It's like the and I'm when I say the exact, I mean the exact same. Like those mm-hmm. two are standing there. Bronson Reed walks up. He's about to make his entrance for his match, and then goes, mm, and then goes up the stairs, and mm, just change it up a little bit. Change the scenery. It's like we were saying with the promos. Just change how it's shot, and it makes it feel different. It was weird. But, yeah, you know, it's fine. this. This sticks out as something where if. If they still taped NXT and had like one live episode and a bunch of other taped episodes, stuff like this wouldn't happen because they wouldn't mm. do the exact same segment multiple weeks in a row. It's like it didn't bother me that much, but I was like, oh, that's a little bit odd and probably yeah. wouldn't happen if like a little bit more attention to detail was being made. Yeah. Also, that's the joke. 
What? Where's the joke? What's the joke? What's funny yeah, about it? Where's the joke in there? I don't want. I'm not getting off on a tangent or anything, but I really did love on the SmackDown review how people were like, "I can't believe people that Tempest and Pete didn't get the the Bailey joke where she laughed at the end." I was like, "Oh, we got it." It what? just wasn't it, funny. It's just bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was um, poor however, comedy. I will say, yeah. Austin Theory made me laugh immediately afterwards uh, as those two are standing there. He pops around the corner. He's like, hey, what are you guys doing in the dark? I've got a match to get ready for. Come on, guys. Like, proper, like, over the yeah. top. But it was very funny. That, 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 that part was was good. At least that was a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. That And that was that was very good. Um, but they had the exact same stare down before that. Anyway, uh, the way you make the entrance, and Indy Hartwell is very sad. She, she doesn't do the poses on the ramp with the rest of them she just and she is quite a funny actor and she just walks with mm-hmm. her head down like proper like pouty bottom lip out walking down the ramp just mm, i'm sad the whole time oh she walked it down the ramp which really was did funny. feel like she was like 11 yes you know yeah, and, and had her yeah. game boy taken away <laughs> <laughs> i'm Walk, walking through the mall with mom as she, yeah. as she holding her hand but she's not allowed to to play game boy Exactly, yeah. Um, do people play Game Boys anymore? Her iPad taken away? I don't know what kids do. Sure, yeah. yeah. Um, I thought it was weird that they didn't have uh, like a backstage promo or some sort of segment where Indy found out that Dexter had sent flowers to the other two because I, I suppose, like, I don't know, maybe that's just me. Like, normally people don't know what's happened in other backstage segments in like WWE continuity. People don't know what's happened in other right, backstage segments saying, and, yeah. unless people like overtly say it to them. So it was like, oh, Indy's sad. And I was like, wait, why is she sad? She doesn't know about the flowers yet. But I guess she does, um, mm-hmm. which, which you know, is, is fine. It's just that in WWE continuity, it didn't quite click for me. But hey, ho. Um, so she, she was very sad. The match itself was quite fun. I enjoyed Bronson Reed throwing around Austin Theory a lot. Bronson's a big man. I love Bronson Reed. He's the best. Awesome. Um Dexter Loomis comes out. And uh, Indy, again, had a very funny line here where (laughs) Dexter's walking around and trying to just be like, hello, I guess. I don't know what he's trying to do. He was just walking up to her. Um, Very slowly chasing her. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she she gets in the ring and he kind of gets up on the apron and she's just like, no, you talk too much, which was very funny again made the whole um, segment much better oh yeah <laughs> much absolutely. better for me uh but then loomis saves indy pushes her out the way of uh austin theory has just been whipped like into them pushes her out the way as uh, he takes the full brunt of austin theory and gets knocked off the apron oh my poor heart how dexter is the best or something which i'm sure is what everyone will be saying um and then uh, Bronson Reed takes advantage, hits a tsunami onto uh, Austin Theory, and gets the win. So Bronson Reed set up as number one contender for the North American Championship in that sort of rematch. And we got, uh, yeah, Loomis just continuing that thing with with Indy Hartwell. Um, this wasn't as bad as a lot of the other Dexter Indy stuff, the index stuff that's happened. I thought this was all right. It's, I... However, I, w- I will say... Yes, another distraction finish. That's two yeah. for the Knights. Yeah, there there was that. It was another wonky finish. Uh, I was unjustly censored in the news video today <laughs> by the All-Authority. 
because <laughs> some people just can't handle that I like and don't like something different than them. But yes. it's weird because in this segment, really on this whole show, I didn't have a problem with this whole dynamic. I know mm-hmm. it's become like a thing that I hate Dexter Loomis and this this index storyline. And I do, but <laughs> like I didn't have that I didn't have a problem with it this week. I still just feel like they're missing like a scene has been cut out of this movie that gives mm-hmm. a little bit more context. Like we don't have a reason for why Dexter Loomis cares about Indy. If it was just Indy going after Dexter and him like kind of paying her no mind, I think that would be like a better dynamic. But why was he chasing her around? Like the only interactions that we've had here, the only thing that we have to go off of is that she is attractive. Like because we haven't seen them interact in any other way other than just like making goo goo eyes at each other. So if we got one of those moments to get an insight into why he is doing what he's doing, I think that this would actually probably be a very good storyline. Mm. We're just kind of yeah. missing that one part. Mm-hmm. So, Also, that, uh, it, yeah. do, we, do we know what happened last week? You know, when they were staring at each other through a door? And no, we don't. That's, that's another thing. That's like a WWE programming issue anyway, where it's just like, what happens 10 seconds after the camera's cut? Mm. You know, and that's like a rule that they try and teach you in like screenwriting and everything. Like what happens immediately after you cut away? I, I don't know. It's like, it's the same thing in the main event two weeks ago where Dexter Loomis just walked off with Indy Hartwell. What happened yeah. after that match? Yeah. Pete? Cause you just cause, put her down and they go their separate ways. Cause it's weird to me. Cause they're still doing the thing of like, Oh, are they going to get together? Is the, is the, and it's like, they already have like, Dexter's walked away with her before from out of a match and presumably they, I don't know, they did some stuff in a hotel room later, I don't know. And then like the week after, Candice Ray got beaten up in a locker room and Indy and Dexter were together by a door and assuming, you know, the door wasn't yeah. locked or something, because we don't know, then they've they've been together again. So yeah. like the whole like, well, are they going to be together? It's like, well, they, they, they have been. So... What's the story now? Yeah. I, I and don't like, know what they're building to. They're going to kiss at some point and everyone's going to yeah. go, hey, and that's it. Yeah. Like the story for the most part that's being told, I don't have a problem with. Like a lot of people, I don't want to like pick out comments or whatever, but this has been like a thing where people a lot of time take what I say in like the incorrect context and everything. But like uh, DeAndre here says like maybe Loomis has never had female attention and doesn't know how to handle things. It's like, those are fine theories but we need that to be established by the show. Like you can't make up your own. Yeah. You can't back up your own theories and stuff like this. And another one saying that like, that's the point he's supposed to be strong and silent. That's not an explanation. Mm. Like that doesn't help. That's like a two bullet points of his character, but that doesn't show motivation or goals or anything like that. Like there needs to be motivation for every character, basically in all forms of media. That's what make characters interesting is their goals and what is behind those goals. So when you don't have any goals and at least none that have been portrayed by the actual show, I kind of yeah. lose interest a little bit. And that's, yeah. that's, that's my rant for the week. Go nuts. Comments. Done. There's the Dexter <laughs> Loomis portion of this show. Um, 
We then had uh, Kushida and MSK backstage, who are going to be teaming in the main event. Uh, MS Kushida, as Kushida said. Yep. All right. Fair I enough. I like the trio, even if they didn't win. Yeah. Just three yeah. likable dudes. Yeah. Uh, just kidding. We're not done with Dexter Loomis because we've got a way promo uh, backstage where Johnny starts uh, kind of uh, lambasting Austin Theory for just being like, what were you thinking? Like you, you set up this match for Bronson Reed in the first place for the North for number one contendership for the North American Championship. Mm-hmm. What you doing, son? Then they said, "Oh yeah, it's, it's all Dexter Loomis's fault for for distracting Indy or whatever." Mm-hmm. And then Candice said, "No, it's it's Ember and Shotzi's fault because they're getting the flowers that are actually meant for you, Indy. So what you going to do about it?" So the the point being that. Johnny and Candice have sent the flowers, and they're just trying to rile up Indy here. Totally get that. Perfect segment. Excellent stuff. Mm. Is it, though? Because now, Johnny and Candice have been telling Indy repeatedly, stop being interested in Dexter. Stop being interested in Dexter. It's the worst. He's bad for you. Stop it. And now they've said, well, they're getting flowers that you should have got because you should be with Dexter. What are you going to do about that, huh? Because Dexter's great and he's sending flowers to other people. It's like, well, what one is it? Is he bad or is he good? Well, I, I didn't see this as them saying, like, Dexter's so good as much as, like, oh. Well, because first they were like, it's Dexter's fault. Look at this, this dick. He's sending flowers to other women. Well, mm-hmm. he can't like him. It's their fault, too. They're talking to the person who's supposed to be your man. So to me, it's like, they're trying to distract her and turn her yeah. her frustration towards the people they're trying to beat up. I thought the segment was really good. Yeah. It is. It's just that one bit where it's literally just like, this is Dexter's fault. This is their fault. Because it's the bit where it's like, the flowers should be for you. And it's like, mm-hmm. so you're saying that she should be getting the flowers from, and I know they're just manipulating her. And I know that's the yeah. point. But it just, it, it just, it was just a bit weird to me. That's all. Um, Anyway. That's the Dexter portion of the show done. Sort of. Uh, then we got um, Imperium versus Dane and Maverick in tag team match. Uh, Drake Maverick just being super hyper-conscious of, um, of Kimmy and Dane uh, and just being like, I don't want to be near you because you're just going to turn on me the whole time. Like, you're just going to turn on me. That's what's going to happen. Um, it's a nice little story. And uh, there was, there was a, a, quite a cool moment in the match where Drake Maverick's getting worked over and he, he's just like crawling backwards to try and get the tag. He's got his hand up behind him and he's just crawling. <laughs> he's just crawling backwards. But Marcel Bartel on the outside pulls off uh, Killian Dane so that he's not there for the tag, which is exactly what Drake said in the pre-match promo <laughs> of just being like, well, you are, you're not going to be there for, for my tag. And he turns around and he's like, and he's not there. Shocker. Guess that's going to happen. And I was like, oh, that's... That's kind of heartbreaking for Drake Maverick. Oh, that's sad. Fabio Dykner comes in with a massive knee to the back of the head. I was like, okay, this is leading into the finish. It wasn't. Nope. Just kept it going. It was not the finish. Just kind of carried on. But it was a good spot regardless. Uh, I quite liked it anyway. And uh, But then later on, we got some dissension between Imperium. Because uh, Marcel Bartel on the outside tells tells Wolf to get a chair and, and hit Killian Dane with a chair. And uh, Wolf gets the chair, and he goes to do it, and he and he can't do it. He can't hit Killian Dane with a chair. So then Bartel's like, "What the hell, man? What you doing?" Dane goes to pick up Bartel to beat him up, and Wolf stands in front of him, just like, "You don't want to do that, do you? You don't want to beat up Marcel Bartel." And he's like, "Damn, you're right. I guess I don't." So then he gets beaten up, 
um, because of that. And uh, and then Drake Maverick ends up getting beaten because of it. Um, it really nice uh, finishing spot, I thought. It looked very nice. Uh, Drake Maverick gets beaten up. Bartel and Wolf are kind of falling out. They had a little thing on the stage afterwards where they were celebrating, mm-hmm. all three of them standing in a row. They all do the hands behind the back thing. Then Wolf steps forward to be ahead of the other two, and they kind of look at each other and then step forward to be the same in the same row as Wolf. So it's all like Imperium has dissension, and Drake Maverick and Killian Dane have dissension, and Dane and Wolf have some sort of partnership brewing. I'm interested in it. A lot of moving parts. And I'm interested in it. I don't know where it's going and I don't want Imperium to break up. That's mm-hmm. my concern. I wouldn't mind if Dane joined them, but it looks like like Wolf is going to split off and form a tag team with Dane and then Bartel and Eichner are going to remain the tag team, which I'm not a fan of yeah. if that's the direction they're going. Yeah. So I, I said earlier that I was going to talk about that promo in relation to this match. Mm. So yeah. I liked I liked the promo that it happened. I think it portrayed Drake Maverick as like a really smart baby face, which is good. When it got to the match, a few things. One, I found it really weird that he was crawling backwards to make the tag just yeah. for the sake of not being able to see Dane getting pulled off the apron. Like it's really nitpicky, but I don't like when situations are created that don't feel natural. Because no one would ever do that. Like, no one's mm. ever crawling backwards to make a tag like that unless there's a spot. So that's one thing. Not a huge deal, but it's, like, a little detail that I noticed. Two, I didn't really like how um, Dane getting pulled off the apron didn't factor into Mavericks, like, the rest of Mavericks' match. Like, I thought this would end up being, like, they would... Dane would get up get in the ring and Drake would be like, no, you abandoned me. Like push him off, have like a moment like that where they're teasing dissension between the two, but we never really got that. So if we get that next week, fine, no problem for one week. I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I don't know how I felt about it. I totally agree about Imperium. I don't, I'm not like the biggest. I love Walter. Walter is the man. He's one of the best in the world. I don't really care about the rest of Imperium. If I'm being totally honest, I prefer them more as a package than as a bunch of smaller groups. And like, if they just split off and have Bartel and Fabian Eichner wrestling together, like I really don't care in that case. Like to me, that's just like a tag team of two guys that don't have like a whole lot of personality. They're just kind of like two heels. So I hope they don't go that direction, but it looks like they are. And I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, I, I really like Marcel Bartel. I, I don't know what it is about him. I just really enjoy watching him perform. I don't know whether it's like just like his facial expressions or something. Something draws me to him when he's wrestling. So I really like him. And I think I, I, I really I like Imperium a lot. I like just the whole character and Walter being the leader. Here's a question. In kayfabe, where's Walter? That's a good question. Why, why, why isn't he with them? Like, obviously, we know the reason because he doesn't want to be in the US and all that stuff. But in kayfabe, why is he not stepping in when the people in his little group are having infighting? Yeah. A bit weird, that, I thought. You you would think there would at least be, like, a backstage segment where he's, like, I don't know, FaceTiming them or something. I don't know yeah, if Walter yeah, yeah. uses FaceTime because he seems, like, <laughs> more of, like, I don't know. I don't know what he what he seems like, but it doesn't seem like someone who is Walter would use FaceTime. But are you calling him you technologically would... impaired? I don't know what it is about him. I feel like he belongs in like a shack, just chopping yeah. wood. 
you know, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah. um, yeah, you would think that they would have a segment where he's like, God damn, get your act together, boys. We're Imperium. We're a mm-hmm. unit. But I guess not. Maybe they'll have it. Maybe they'll have it now because they are still like nothing's happened yet. They're still teasing the dissension. So maybe when it progresses, maybe we'll get a Walter interference, which is fine. Um, I I will say eh. there was a lot of progression in this segment. You know, the Mm -hmm. last couple of weeks, we've kind of been like, where is this going? We like it's very kind of unclear what the direction is. But I feel like we got a much clearer direction in this segment than we had in weeks past. So I'll give them a thumbs up for that. It definitely felt like. This was a segment that they kind of like gave the push forward. Like they took mm-hmm. the next step this week, whereas mm-hmm. others were like, this is the maintenance week where you're just kind of like furthering everything along. Cause that's the point of NXT. Like you don't want to progress every storyline every week, but you want to focus on something every week. And this was mm-hmm. the one this week that got the next step. So good, good thumbs up for that. I like that. Yes. Uh, if you're keeping track, that's yet another distraction finish. Just throwing it out there. Um, we, th- we then got uh, Pete Dunn with a quick promo saying he's the baddest man in NXT and he proves anyone to, uh, he wants someone to prove him wrong. Cool. Liked it. Yeah, and it, I quite like the, quite like the fact when he was like, Hey, I I've literally beaten everyone like cruiserweight champion, Kushida beating him, Johnny Gargano, NXT North American champion beating him. I can get any goal I want in this company at any time. I want someone to prove, prove me wrong that I'm not the baddest man in this company. It's like, Cool. Yeah, I like it. Pretty really like it. I, I I find it really odd that he beat Kushida at Takeover mm-hmm. and has done precisely nothing since. Yeah, you know, it's like I get it. You wanted to keep him strong, but like you would think they would at least give him like a program afterwards. Like he feels like a guy that's just on standby. Totally. And 100%. I saw someone mention this in the comments, and I would be very kind of curious to see if they would do this. Because there's so many people who have said, like, I want a shot at the NXT championship. I could see them doing, like, a six-pack challenge at TakeOver. Because mm-hmm. they've never done that before. That'd be really you know? cool. And it's like Cross, Balor, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, Pete Dunne, and find another guy. But, like, yeah. ha- just have everybody in there. Yeah. It would be, like, a really good match. It would be really fun. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah that'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we then got the follow-up promo from Cameron Grimes, um, who finally finds a watch that he likes which is very nice. But then the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase comes in <laughs> and says, it's not a million dollar watch and shows the one that he's got. And then he leaves. I, I, I'm all in on Ted DiBiase just being a foil to Cameron Grimes's plans because he yep. can be. I'm all for that. That's great. <laughs> and also a tiny little note on this one. I don't know if people noticed Cameron Grimes in the first segment uh, went into the shop when it was daytime. Ted DiBiase left, and it was nighttime. I, That's I just funny. love the I love the insinuation that Cameron Grimes was there all day looking at watches. That would be amazing. I um, did not notice yeah. that. I really like that. Yeah, uh, it's it's just very funny. It's just very funny, and sometimes that's all you need. Yep. Um, yeah, it's great. Uh, we then had well, we were supposed to have the Robert Stone brand uh, versus uh, Ember Moon and, and Shotzi Blackheart, but the way uh start beating up moon and blackheart because they uh moon and blackheart were being delivered more stuff supposedly from dexter loomis like chocolates and cupcakes and flowers why were they being delivered during their entrance tempest um i don't know pete everything's gotta happen on camera yeah i guess so yeah um just take it to the to the locker room 
Yeah. Then they can get it after the match. I don't know. Um, but anyway, they they before they can accept them properly, the way come out and beat them up. Uh, the Robert Stone brand in the ring are celebrating like they've won no the titles. Idea what they were doing. No idea started, what these two are doing. Started celebrating, holding up the titles like they've won them. The match wasn't even for the titles in the first place. Match didn't start. And then uh yeah, they get beaten up and like Candice Ray shows a cupcake in their faces and stuff like that. And then it just cuts to the commentary table. Like before the segment is even properly finished, like that Candice Ray is like going in for a punch as the camera yeah. cuts away to Wade Barrett and just going, anyway, here's Adam Cole with an ESPN guy. It's like Yeah, is that segment done? Are, you, are we finished with that one now? It was, mm, all right. Yeah. Strange, strange pacing. But hey, and, I mean, and they're getting another tag title shot, Pete. It's they show sure up again. Yeah. They haven't, they've won, they've won one match since January. They've lost mm-hmm. to Ember and Shotzi three times in a row, but they're getting another title shot. God I, damn it. In a street fight, which means, you know, Dexter Lewis is getting involved. Means they're all wearing jeans. It's true. Yeah, they have to. <laughs> It's uh, it's the dress code for street fights. Um, however, we then got this promo from Adam Cole, Baby. which I bloody loved. I loved this promo. It's not a hot take to say that Adam Cole's a very good promo. Um, God, he's so good. Everything he says just feels so natural, and ju- it feels like he's just having a conversation while cutting one of the one of the best promos in a while on NXT, mm-hmm. and him just saying like. You know, and the thing the thing that I really liked about Adam Cole's stuff is that he's an out and out heel. He's a bit of a knob. He's really arrogant and all that stuff. But every question that he got asked in this interview, he answered. He actually answered the thing because the classic yeah. heel thing is they get asked a question and go, well, I'm the best. So, yeah, and that's yeah. it. And that's the whole point of the promo. Adam Cole answers every question that he gets given and answers it in such a way that puts himself over every single time. And he's just the best saying that people calling Kyle O'Reilly the new face of NXT. And he's saying, <laughs> no, um, because he could never take my spot. He might be there right now because I'm not on the show. But as soon as I get back, no one can take my spot. I'm the best, basically. Um, and he uh, the, and the guy was saying, what's next for Adam Cole then? He goes, I know. It's none of your business. I know where I'm going. But <laughs> you don't deserve to know. No one deserves to know. It's my business. It was just like. It's, it's just so it all just flowed it's so natural just at poolside and like he was being a knob at the start just being on the phone and the guy was like oh no we're just waiting for you he's like oh you're waiting for me are you okay cool no worries and then at the end he was like i can't believe you make me wait at the start of the interview in this heat like you couldn't even be organized or something like that it's, it's just it's just so good i love yeah. this promo can you tell mm. anyway sorry I talked you know for a while my, there. You know what my favorite part was, Pete? Mm, yeah. When they cut away at the end of the interview and you see Kyle O'Reilly watching TV like a normal person. <laughs> He's sitting in a room and the TV's in front of him. He just, Crazy. And you know what? Everyone knew who it was and everyone knew what he was doing. <laughs> because people know what happens when you watch a TV. This was like they discovered fire. Honest <laughs> to God, it was like the greatest dis- discovery that WWE has ever made. It's so good. Um, and yeah, Kyle O'Reilly <sighs> was watching TV. So that's still spinning that plate at the same time. Yes. Do more of this. This was great. Um, God, I love that promo. It's so good. Uh, and then we got the main event, which we'll talk about quickly because we are going to overrun, uh, which was Legado del Fantasma versus MS Kushida, the team of MSK and Kushida. Um, Kushida's got boots back on now. He had the one week of having no shoes, but he's got him back now. And he's got shorter shorts. 
anyway, Who um, likes short shorts. I like yeah. short shorts. Da, 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 da. Um, <laughs> we got. I thought this was a really, really good main event. Really, mm. really enjoyed this match. Um, I, I like the fact that Legado del Fantasma are obviously the the more tight knit team out of the two because it is just a tag team and another guy that have just been shoved together on the babyface side and they just exploited that the whole time they just work together better than the babyfaces which is what should happen and oh you have a point i i I just made a discovery why i Mm -hmm. like this so much you know what this reminded me of this reminded me of the early days of the shield yes 100 it was it was three babyfaces who usually don't team like Mm -hmm. cena sheamus and ryback and you separate them, put one through the announce table, and then just triple team them to death. Yeah. And it worked every time, and it always looked good because everyone yep. got to do stuff. More mm-hmm. of this. More of yeah, this. Absolutely. Yeah. Put Kushida through a table. Santos Escobar just put him through a table, not like a three on one assault to put Kushida through the table. He just took Kushida and just powerbombed him through the announce table. Great. Kushida's been taken out of the match. One of the uh, baby faces, it was um, Nash Carter went to go check on Kushida because he's a good baby face and he likes to check on his teammate and got punished for it because he went to go check and he got beaten up on the outside. Great. Love it. Everyone's characters make a lot of sense. They beat up Wesley. Wesley. <laughs> Wesley. <laughs> yeah. They beat him up three on one for ages. And he had a really cool, like hot baby face comeback bit where he was like, I'm getting beaten up three and one. I'm getting destroyed. And then suddenly he starts fighting all three of them off at the same time. And it was great. And it was building organically to this huge Nash Carter hot tag. And he's like, crawls his way back up onto the ropes. And he finally manages to make the tag. He hits like two moves and then immediately gets shut down. And it's just like, and your hot tag's done. Finished. That's it. And Kushida just about gets uh, crawls his way back into the ring. Uh, like, you know, officials coming out to check on him and stuff. He's like, no, no, I need to keep wrestling. Gets back into the ring. Immediate phantom driver from uh, from Santos Escobar. And then uh, uh, Joaquin Wild and Raul Mendoza hit their tag team finish uh, onto, uh, onto Carter and just pit him. And I was like, wow, this is yeah. great. This was awesome. It was Such like a, a statement match. match. Yeah, you know? really, really. Like a lot of the times, some of these main events, like, they have a great match just to have a great match. This mm-hmm. wasn't that. This was them saying, this is the direction for these six people. And we're making a firm statement about like where we're going and how we're doing it. Mm-hmm. I, I had no complaints. I thought the main event was excellent. I thought it was laid out perfectly. I thought everyone played their roles perfectly. And I don't, some people don't like MSK and I don't really understand why. I mean, to each their own, like a lot of people like Dexter Loomis and I don't. You're allowed to have that opinion, but I think in a match like this, they just shine so much and it just does so much to make Legado del Fantasma look like such just reprehensible heels, but still so good, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. they didn't really cheat at all in this match. Like they nope. double teamed. They were just a better team. And sometimes yeah. you just want the heels to be better than the baby faces. Exactly. Because they're a unit of three people that are better at wrestling together than the team of a tag team and another dude. They've just been pushed mm-hmm. together. It's, it's perfect. Loved it. Loved it yeah. so much. Um, and it says what they all pose with all three of the titles after the show as well. They held up the cruiserweight and the tag titles, which again, I'm all for make it LDF versus uh, MSK for the tag titles, have MSK retain. Then you can have the Grizzle Jung Vets going after them afterwards. Like it all, exactly. it all makes sense. And I'm, I'm loving the direction for all of these guys. Um, and you get more of Kushida wrestling, which we haven't seen in ages consistently. So since he's won the title, he's done a ton more wrestling. Just keep that going. Cause Kushida's a 
great wrestler. So, yeah. you know, big thumbs up all around for that. Uh, and that was the only clean finish of the night was in the main event, if you're mm-hmm. keeping track. Um, so overall, I thought this was an okay show. There was a lot of stuff I I, I yeah. hate. Like, the finish of a match is so important to me. Like, you can have the best in-ring quality match. If you have a dud finish on it, I'm probably not going to like it that much. So the yep. finishes of matches really, really, like, dictate how much I enjoy a match to the point where, like, I have such a higher opinion of Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair from WrestleMania because I thought the finish was absolutely spot on because they were building up to the hair spot for the whole thing. She gets the one shotgun blast of the whip and just straight across Sasha Banks' torso, hits the KOD and wins. And I was like, that is absolutely spot on perfect. If that had been a different finish, I probably wouldn't have liked the match so much. So for this show to have one clean finish on the whole thing for NXT, mm, not a good Mm -hmm. sign. But the in-ring quality was very good i'm enjoying some of the progression in a lot of the stories still not sold on the index stuff i'm sorry guys but it was okay it's not as bad as previous weeks it's still you know perfectly acceptable and i love the main event i'd give it a three out of five i was leaning towards doing like a two out of five until the main event and i was like that Mm. sounds too harsh so i would say it's like it's a low three out of five it's like it was still like i didn't think this was a bad show and to yes. me, two out of five is like a below average show. Absolutely. So, yeah. and maybe maybe this was per NXT standards, but I don't know. I still felt like that was too harsh, and I, I went yeah. three out of five in the written review, and I still think that's about right. But uh, yes, we need to get into the rest of your Ultra Chats. Last call for those. If you want to get them in, wrestletalk.com forward slash support to get in your Ultra Chats, and we'll get through every single one of them before we get out of here. So, uh, the bad one, Ryan B. Bad, comes in to say, Tempest hates love, confirmed. Stop being an index hater. It's a fun story and finally giving more personality to Indy. Also, Frankie is the new Team Taz. She interrupts everyone's interviews. I mean, I, I had my rant on this. It's like, true. Like, if, if 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 you can't understand why I don't like it, then me explaining it further probably isn't going to help. You yeah. know, it's like, like I don't have to like it, guys. That's yeah. that's the thing. Like, you're, everyone's allowed to like different things. I'm not telling you that you're wrong for liking this. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go all cornet and say that anybody who likes this thing that I don't like is is an idiot. But you know, just live and let live. Yeah, it's a fun story if you enjoy it. Yeah. Otherwise, so it's a thing that shows up like at least three times on every show, mm. and it's a little bit much if you're not into it. Yeah. Um, on the subject of Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, Sadie6969 Deegan says, What's up, beautiful boys? Hey, Hi. um, I hope you're both having a wonderful day. It's been all right. Um, what do y'all see Adam Cole doing from here? Rematch with Kyle, but then what? I'm worried he's flatlining. It's not a Wrestle Talk live stream without technical difficulties. Love you both. Okay. Um, I'm hoping that they go the route of the multi man match for the NXT Championship, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that Karrion Cross retains out of it because I think that that would help elevate cross higher because so far he's kind of won in quite quick matches and he hasn't had that big kind of like standout performance him retaining over a bunch of guys that want a shot at the title would be 
good. Whoever doesn't get pinned in that match has a grievance to then go on to face cross again afterwards because they weren't the one that were involved in the decision. And there's a load of people that kind of want to be involved in that mix right now. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it still keeps Adam Cole relevant. He has the history. If Kyle's also in that match, they have the history together of that. That's yeah. a really interesting element of that match. So I think that's the most logical way to go. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty much bang on the banana. You know, it's just like, if you have, even if it's just like those five guys that I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. you can have Karrion Cross have a good match where he can be limited and not do like too much, but also get a big win, have him pin like Pete Dunn and continue on. And then Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole can probably have another match coming out of that and then have Finn Balor go and get his one-on-one rematch at like the takeover after that. Like everyone wins in that scenario. I think that's a pretty good idea, honestly. And you could I even... I, I wish I could take credit yeah. for it, but I did see a good portion of that in the chat. So shout out, yeah. shout out to you guys. <laughs> yeah, well, well done, chat. Um, yeah. And also, I think if, if you wanted to do it this way, you could build a feud out of the multi-man match for Adam Cole. If you didn't want to do a Kyle O'Reilly thing again, you could have Cole be cost the title by Pete Dunne, and you have an Adam yeah. Cole-Pete Dunne feud afterwards. Sure. It could totally All work. the possibilities like, are good. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Um, got one here from uh, the headmaster Jonathan Hedman, uh, who says, "Can we just appreciate the fact that Mercedes Martinez escaped retribution mostly intact?" Yeah. Yes, isn't that great? I did think Thank about that God. this week watching the show. I was like, "You were yeah. in retribution, and now they're broken up." Yeah. Thank good. God. Yeah, she made a smart choice. Uh, the bad one, Ryan B. Bad said, "God, Tony Storm's promo was terrible." Also, this may be an unpopular opinion, but she's pretty mediocre in the ring. She was the worst thing on the show. Well, I think she was put in a pretty poor position. Like, I don't mm. think she was in this show to have the best match or segment. I would disagree that she's mediocre in the ring. I think Tony Storm is wonderful. It's like Agreed. watching her matches in the May Young Classic and Stardom and, and uh, the match she had with EO, which I guess was in the May Young Classic, but it was at Evolution. Like, such such good stuff. Like, I want more mm-hmm. of that EO instead of whatever they're, or not EO, of Tony, instead of what yeah. they're doing now. Yep, exactly, yeah. Um, Bacon Rasher actually makes a point that I wanted to bring up in the room but forgot to. Uh, he says, Hi again, lads. I like how NXT switch it up each week. For example, no cross, Balor, O'Reilly, but I do think the show sometimes lacks a bit of star power without them. Loving Gibson as always, but when I'm at an NXT event in the UK, the shoes are coming off. Jam that jam. Um, yeah, I was going to make that point in the room but totally forgot. I, I love that so much that the focus of last week was Kyle O'Reilly. Like he opened mm-hmm. and he closed the show. And on this week, he was there for 30 seconds while he watched Adam Cole. Adam Cole made his big return since takeover, cut a little backstage promo. Cross wasn't on the show entirely. Uh, you know, Raquel Gonzalez was there, but she was at ringside for a Dakota Kai match. Like the, the focus of each show shifts. So you don't see the same person in the same role every single week, which is what you see on the main roster. As yep. much as I love Roman Reigns, he does the same thing every week which is cut a promo, a really good promo, a wonderful promo normally, but it is the same thing every week. Yeah. I, lo- I love that NXT changes things up. Yeah. Big agree on that front. Uh, Dennis Ruth says, uh, don't you see the history between Kylie and Dane and Alexander Wolf as they were both insanity? Absolutely. Yeah, of course. I think that's the point. They, they, they definitely do have history. They're definitely playing off that. I don't want to see Imperium split up. Sorry. Yeah. I think, I think that's basically it. Like I, I prefer them doing their own things now than a reunion. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, if it's going to be a Dana and Wolf tag team, 
they're just making worse sanity. Like, yeah. I don't want them to do that. It's just sanity, but worse, because we don't have two of the people in it, which is just not something I'm interested in seeing. Um, Projection 2K says uh, two questions. Who do you think is Diamond Mine? Uh, we talked about that at the start of the show. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, go back and watch it. I was going to throw up the picture, but you can you can watch the start of it because um, I think that Ryan Satin's on the money when he uh, is anticipating that. Uh, yeah. And number two, I was watching 2012 Raw with John Laurinaitis. Ugh, but do you think Alexa Bliss could pull off being the new AJ Lee of the women's division? Also, why did you blow up Mr. Davis? I didn't. <laughs> I've answered this several times. I didn't. It wasn't me. Um, do you think Alexa Bliss could pull off being the new AJ Lee? I don't know what that means. Yeah, I mean AJ Lee's character was for at least a, at, for at least the time period that you're talking about was just like she was the crazy chick, mm-hmm. and that was her character. Ultimately, she grew into a much bigger character than that with her kind of like vendetta against the total divas stuff. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I think like I don't like the whole Alexa Bliss fiend stuff that they're doing but it's different she is very clearly being the first weird alexa bliss character as opposed to the next former character and i think that's probably better for her makes her stand out makes her more unique yeah um i i think she could if she wanted to have that character she probably could pull off being the crazy chick because i think Mm. the the acting she's done as part of like the whole lady fiend thing she's pretty good at but like yeah i don't i don't think she should right now anyway yeah. um lj mickey says hi guys which one of the avengers could be a good wrestler i think black widow or spider-man thanks for the content jam that jam spider-man's already Spider-Man. beaten randy savage in a wrestling match <laughs> yeah i saw that movie <laughs> and if you, if you played spider-man ps4 like all of his finishing moves are wrestling moves he mm-hmm. hits the kamagoye as one of his moves he hits hurricane yeah. rana's there's like yeah it's it's spider-man Bone saws ready. I got you for three minutes. Three, three minutes, of minutes of late, late time. time. I loved him in that movie. Goodness me. Um, the Zornis comes in to say, uh, "Is it funny that I watch two guys? One is wearing a mask, but I'm wondering why the other, why the other one is wearing a cap while a being indoors and b while wearing headphones? Or is that just wrestling and me being old? Hope you two are doing well. Thank you, Zornis. I'm wearing a cap because." genuinely i find when i'm wearing a cap i i feel more focused i don't know whether it's like i i block out exterior stimuli that distract me from my working day but i do normally just wear a cap while i'm working because it, it focuses me focuses me in especially when i've got like a busy day i'm like okay mm-hmm. today's a cap day we're gonna we're gonna cap. it's my thinking cap exactly yeah uh and it, it genuinely just kind of like beelines me and because it's a wednesday we have our, our big team meeting at 2 p.m on a wednesday which goes until about 2 30 and then immediately afterwards uh we uh I, I i got really thrown off because luke put in the chat pete don't check whatsapp and immediately in my head i'm gonna go well i've got to check whatsapp luke why would you message that when i'm on air because i want to now all i want to do is check whatsapp anyway <laughs> um it, it just makes me focus. And because we had our team meeting, we immediately went from that team meeting into recording NXT. So I didn't change. I've still got my cap. So that's why I'm wearing a cap, which was a much a more in-depth lot. explanation than a lot of warranted. people. A lot of people in the chat have been saying that you look like Eminem. Like I've, I've the noticed entire that. stream. <laughs> but yeah. 
Anyway, what better way to, to close off oh this God. episode of the NXT podcast? Oh, Lord. Oh, my What's God. In WhatsApp? What's in WhatsApp? It's a picture oh dear. of Mr. Davis. Oh, 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 bother. He's got his... Mr. Davis is getting his hair transplant done. <clears throat> it's, a, it's, a, it's a pretty grim photo. I can't show on air, that one. Oh, dear. Ooh, doesn't look good. Mm. Oh, boy. That's... Mm, glad I wasn't eating at the time. Um, <laughs> thanks, Luke. Uh, anywho, um, that's it. That's all the Ultra Chats, I think. Yeah, that's okay. the last one. Sorry, I got very Nailed distracted. it. Alright, so we've got loads of emails to get through, but first things first, you played Pokemon, what game, how did it go, did you enjoy it, tell me your team, tell me everything. So, I've been I've been on a bit of a Pokemon binge lately, so mm-hmm. I wanted, uh, I played through, oh gosh, what was it, I think I played through Crystal recently, okay. and then I played through Emerald, and the one I really want to play through right now is Platinum, but I'm like, sa- I'm saving, yeah, I'm saving that excitement and wanting to play through Sinnoh for when the Sinnoh remakes come out later this year and I'll okay. just play them then so mm-hmm. instead I skipped over that generation and went straight to uh, Pokemon Black and White 2 mm-hmm. and see the only thing that keeps me from going back to that game more regularly is I don't like the starters in that generation that's totally fair I find them like they might be the weakest generation for starters because even in other generations where I only like one of the starters, mm-hmm. like at least I'll like that one. I don't yeah. like any of these three. So yeah, I was like, uh, I'll, I'll just go with it, see what happens. And so I started playing the game and eventually I got to uh, Castelia city and I was like, you know what? I'm going to have an all evolution team. Oh, and yes. I went to the little garden and I caught five mm-hmm. Eevees. And so my Hell team yeah. was Umbreon, Espeon, Jolteon, Flareon, Vaporeon. And then I didn't know you could do this, but I found just a Braviary hanging out in like a little corner of mm-hmm. uh, the route right before the desert resort. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, there's number six. That's yeah. the sixth one right there. You know, yeah. I can use fly and stuff. And that's a strong bird Pokemon. Like I had no idea you could catch it that early in the game, but it was yeah, like a... Wild. It was like um, one of those like overworld Pokemon, yeah. you know, that you can actually interact with. So that mm-hmm. was my team. Honestly, very enjoyable. It had been yeah. a very long time. I did something similar where I didn't play through the game with the evolution team, but I made like a competitive evolution team mm-hmm. and it was in the same game. But that was like many years ago. I was in high school. Um yeah, it was it was a good little bit of fun. You know, I really like these games. I think to me, this is where Pokemon like storyline wise peaked. Mm-hmm. You know, they had 100%. like, you know, the the team Pla- uh, team plasma stuff with N and, you know, the, the actual sequel to the game. And I thought that was like all just awesome when I saw it the first time. So it was really fun to play through that game again, but with a slightly different way of doing it where I just binned my starter Pokemon and, and mm-hmm. went with something else. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, um, I, I love yeah, like you said, Generation 5 has probably the weakest starter lineup, but there's so many Pokemon from that region that I love. Like, yeah. some of the designs from that gen are some of the absolute best. When you've got stuff like Haxorus and Hydreigon, and you've got Chandelure, and it's like, oh my mm-hmm. god, all of you are so good. Yeah, it's got genuinely some of my favorite Pokemon in, in Gen 5, so yeah, that's a 
I kind of want to go play it now. Um, you, you've made <laughs> me excited. Um, but we should probably crack on with some emails here because we've been getting loads of them. Thank you so much, everyone that's been emailing in. If you want to email in, support at WrestleTalk.com is the place to do it. And uh, we might get your email read out on a show, maybe. Um, we've got one here from the headmaster, Jonathan Hedman. Uh, the subject of the email is just lost intangibles. I'm so glad that's getting over. Um Good appropriate time of day in tangibles. I was thinking about the issue that masked man was dealing with. That's you. Um, and wanted to share these photos. You see the town I live in, we have a ro- we have roaming wild chickens and roosters. Oh, they have be- they've become the town's official mascot. Needless to say, they aren't going anywhere. These photos are at the local post office. The funniest place I've seen them is at a Chick-fil-A. Uh, anyway, have a great day. And Tempest, don't go all Alice in Chains on the one. It was just the one, wasn't it? Anywho, jam that jam, Jonathan, and he's attached pictures of literally just chickens and roosters just vibing, just straight up hanging out in uh, in very public places. So, yeah, thanks yeah. for that, Jonathan. How's your rooster situation doing? Still there, oh still there. <laughs> Honest, to, if this isn't the biggest advertisement to never try and get the city of Toronto to do anything for you, <laughs> I don't know what is. Like Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. This this sucker, I think we called uh, for the first time, like either the first week of April or the last week of March. And it's just been the saga that never ends. The latest update that we got, because it was supposed to be like hard cutoff date gone last mm-hmm. Wednesday. And we're a yeah. full week removed from that. Still there. Um, but on on Thursday, I called them and they were like, hey, still here. Someone do can someone do something about that. They're like, oh, we'll send someone out on the Friday. I get. I don't know if someone went or not, but they were like, "Oh, if it's still there after that, call us next week." Which is now this week. It's mm-hmm. still there. Literally, as we were in our morning meeting, I heard the thing going, and I was like, "Oh my god, it never <laughs> ends! It never ends!" So, we've now been given the new cutoff date of like this coming Saturday. So I can't mm-hmm. wait to wake up and review SmackDown with a goddamn rooster crowing in the background mm-hmm. it, like it really is just like it's the new member of wrestle talk like yeah. it just, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not going away it's it's wrestle talk it's wrestle talk yeah god damn <laughs> when, I can't, when i tell you i i like hate nothing more in life right now than this bird mm-hmm. and it, just, it won't leave me alone i believe it yeah. i believe it um very unfortunate but let's get into another email uh, we've got one here from juan <laughs> not juan gabriel another juan um juan subject, Cena. Uh, not that one either um but uh the subject of this one is loss intangibles the wrestle talk mm, yeah love it please keep calling us that it fuels my ego uh juan says my men liw how you doing uh this week i just want to know is there a really embarrassing story that you haven't told anyone and then they say their embarrassing story. I've pre-read this one. It's quite embarrassing. <clears throat> oh, dear. Uh, mine, I, also, if you're eating, maybe not a good time. Maybe don't listen to this or stop eating. One of the two. Mine would be about a time I was with a group doing uh, like a walking marathon. They called it the ecological route or route, I guess, where, wherever you're from. Uh, so it was two days. The first one, we walked 18 kilometers. And the second day, we were supposed to walk around 30 kilometers. But in the end, I couldn't. My right foot gave out and I was struggling to keep going. Anyway, the embarrassing story is that at the beginning of the second day, I really had to go to the bathroom and do the number two. 
we were in a we were in a rural zone and i went to a local's bathroom the thing is after i was done i noticed that the toilet clogged up i didn't know the people there and i didn't see a plunger anywhere near what i did then is that i thanked the people for letting me use their bathroom and went away as fast as i could told my friends i was ready to keep going so to this day you're the first people i've told this i'm still embarrassed as as, uh, as of that i'm still embarrassed of that as i should be thank you for listening and now you've not just told us you've told everyone listening thanks one <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i'm not well, going to tell you that that isn't embarrassing yeah yeah, yeah uh, that would probably it. like haunt me but mm-hmm. i mean until now, the only people that would have known about this were like the two people who lived there. Yep. Yep. It's true. That's not that's not too bad. You kind of mm-hmm. ruin that by having it read out read aloud on a podcast, but mm-hmm. you know, for for a long time that it, it wouldn't have been that big of an issue. Yeah, exactly. Um an embarrassing story that comes to my mind. See, I thought of one and I was going to say it and I'm like, mm, I don't know if I want to broadcast that actually. Maybe maybe I won't say that because I've not really yeah, told you, anyone. You need like the right level of embarrassment where yeah, it's like yeah, it's yeah, embarrassing yeah. enough that you haven't told anyone, but also not embarrassing enough that you don't want to like publicly shame yourself. Yeah. Uh, okay, I've got a good one. It's not it's not super embarrassing, but it it definitely was at the time, uh, which was uh, the, my very first night of university um because i'd only just turned 18 like the month before and obviously the drinking age in in the uk is 18 uh so i was not mm, so i was not very well versed with alcohol at all um and uh yeah first night of university we obviously had uh you know drinking games and things getting to pre-drinks with everyone you getting to know people with your with your alcohol people that was living around you and all that stuff and uh we played ring of fire um and for anyone that's played ring of fire can get very messy and guess who lost twice this guy right here uh so i had to do two dirty bites uh night did not end well for me uh it was a complete mess afterwards and uh it got to the point where i was carried back to my room and uh my, my brand new friends that i just met that night decided to take out everything that i owned and bury me under it so all of my clothes <laughs> all of my food everything out of my fridge they literally like propped me up next to the toilet because i was obviously puking pretty bad and uh and then they like drew on my face um one of them just put an apple in my hand just because they could uh <laughs> and then just put just put everything that i owned in the bathroom with me uh so you can imagine my confusion when I woke up the next morning and everything I owned was in the bathroom next to me. And I was like, what happened? Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, I probably wasn't embarrassed at the time because I was probably too drunk for that, but I very much was in the morning. Goodness me, that was awful. Uh, Yeah, that's the story that comes to mind for me. That was my first night of uni. Um, I I mean, I've got like a similar story that I can tell. Obviously, I Mm -hmm. haven't told on like a podcast or anything like that up to this point. I will um, say, I know I know, I did just talk for a while, but do make it relatively quick, because we do have yeah, the actual yeah. show to record. <laughs> no, don't you worry, my friend. Um, and this this was, like, not super recent, but it was, like, recently enough. Um, recently enough that I should be old enough and know better. Um, but if anyone lives in Ontario or knows the whereabouts of things in Ontario, I live closer to a place that's known as Etobicoke, which is, like, a little suburb on the west side of Toronto. If you, if you keep going further west... And a little bit north, you get to Brampton, which is kind of like a desert wasteland, um, very flat. 
very a lot of traffic. Um, but a number of my friends lived in Brampton and I was uh, there for like an engagement party at one point and got a little bit too drunk. And it was about a 50 or $60 Uber to, uh, to make it home. And I just decided I didn't want to pay that on that night in my inebriated state. So I, it was like 2 a.m. and I put on my headphones and I just started walking. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'll I'll go where this trail takes me. Mm-hmm. And I probably walked until about five in the morning. Mm-hmm. And event, I was listening to Three Days Grace the whole time, having just like a ball walking mm-hmm. down this like really dark, desolate road in Brampton, like absolutely should have been shanked and just left in a ditch and yeah. eventually just started hitchhiking, just like sticking out nice. my thumb. And eventually a skip the dishes driver uh, just like pulled over. It was like, oh, you, you want to ride, man? I was like, I would love one. Dropped me, at, dropped me off at home and I passed out on my front lawn at like 8 a.m. <laughs> only to be woken up by my mom. Just And I can only imagine her reaction. So waking yeah. up in a, in a haze on a front lawn at like 8 a.m. I was like, oh, oh God, what happened? Literally yeah. like the hangover. Yeah. And just like you wake yeah, up. Yeah, it's yeah. like, what has happened? Yeah, how am I here? What, yeah. what what events could have possibly transpired to get me into this situation? Do yeah. I have any new tattoos I didn't know about? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, anyway, that's probably going to be all the time we've got. I'm sorry we didn't get through more of your emails, uh, but we will we will continue to do so on the SmackDown podcast that's coming up on Saturday and the NXT podcast next week as well. And we'll keep that going. Uh, when am I taking time off? Is it next week or the week after? I think it's the week after. So I'm going to be I'm going to be away the week after next. So there's going to be no intangibles the week after next. Oh my God. Crazy. Yeah, I know. Uh, We'll have someone else. I think, I think Luke is stepping in for me. I can't remember what we agreed. Um, But yes, we'll, we'll, but we've still got uh, another full week yet. Don't worry. The intangibles are still going for another week. Uh, So we've got SmackDown and NXT and then obviously SmackDown after that next week. Um, But yeah, thank you very much everyone for listening. Really do appreciate it. Uh, Take care of each other out there. Stay safe. We love you very much. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.